Welcome to How to Make the Matrix Worse by Phil, Jake, and Tim. How are you, Jacob? I'm very hot. <laughs> yeah, we're all pretty attractive. Uh, who else no, is here? Quite hot. Physically hot. Hey, Tim's oh, here too. Hello, Just welcome to me. another episode for another week. Um, today's a wonderful time to be hanging out with you to guys. To be alive. And uh, to talk about uh, this wonderful film. I, I love The Matrix. It's a wonderful movie. Simulation and simulation. You love the Matrix, indeed. Come on, Phil, give us your trivia. Yeah, are we doing that still? Yeah, kind of. We'll do it later. Kind of slacked. We're slacking off. I have trivia. This is like the one time I prepared. Well, there you go. That's that's your time to shine. You Uh, give us the trivia. Yeah, go. Well, trivia number one is you guys are gonna love this one. (laughs) So Neo is referred to as the one, which is an anagram of Neo. Nice. Okay, you keep the rest of them for the next episodes. I'm going to have to change my trivia bit later for because I put this that good. On oh, <laughs> see, I stole it from you. I there know. you go. That's All a good right. one. That's this a good is one. minute twenty three. Brought to you by late night podcasters. That's yeah. right. Welcome. It's hot. It's night, and I'm gonna get some water. Yesterday was August fourth, which uh, entailed the twentieth anniversary of Skynet becoming aware. Oh, that's and, right. That's uh, bad. Horrible. Judgment Day happening. Um, hmm. Thankfully, that didn't happen. And uh, the only reason I'm saying that is because Terminator is a very... He was averted in Terminator 2, franchise. and that's where the whole series ends, officially. Terminator 2, done. Indeed. Nice. Aren't you guys sick of everyone on the internet commenting anytime there's some kind of speaking of AI or a big company doing AI? Yeah, like, I agree. Oh, there's Skynet. Yep. Yeah, Always. I'm, I'm kind of sick of that. But, no, everyone, everyone forgets Cyberdyne. I mean, come on. Cyberdyne's Cyberdyne systems, those guys are responsible for making all the robots. Indeed. Uh, but I just wanted to mention Skynet and the Terminator because it's a franchise that could easily be linked into the Matrix. You could put them together. Let me think here. AI becomes aware. Humanity fights with the machines. The machines become more advanced. Right. And then they put but everyone into the Matrix. Like, be fussing around in the Matrix if you could time travel? Um, you know, oh, that's kind of, break, kind of breaks travel. the Matrix. The time it travel doesn't, is it doesn't different. break... It doesn't break Terminator, but it does break the Matrix, you know, if time travel is possible. True, true. Didn't think of that. Anyway, minute 23. Do you want to get to minute 23? Yes. All right, let's do it. Maybe they don't. <laughs> Say yes or no. I'm okay, drinking, I'm we'll do this. it anyway. <laughs> so I'm drinking It's like a telltale this. game. Wait, let me tell you my amazing story. I'm drinking this orange juice that on the box says, minimum 50% juice. <laughs> All right. Very minimum. reassuring. How do we know it what could be 0.5? What uh, juice tastes like? What's that? 50 could be 1.5. Though that is a very good question. I would love to talk about that one time because that actually brings into question a lot of how accurate the matrix is. And the machines don't know what because think about this. If there's so many foods in the world, the matrix the, the machines would have to really somehow sample just everything. I mean, they would have to know what even the basic ingredients taste like, and they would have to have computer programs that would combine those ingredients into complex flavors. Yeah, that would be transmitted as impulses. That's right. Which is Anything, crazy. just like the entire city. Like, how we'll do have, the machines we'll know have, how rats work? Yeah, yeah. You know we'll, what I mean? have, we'll have time to talk about that. Because my theory when the, is uh, that subject arises. Because my my opinion is that I think there's two views, and one view is that we take for granted that. The Matrix is a one-to-one replica of the real world, and we don't question why that is, but just for the purpose of the story and the philosophical problem, we just 
suppose that. That's one view. And the second view, I think, is that is the more realistic view is that the machines probably got a lot of it wrong and a lot of it's just estimation. Well, yeah, and, I mean, later on in the movie, there is a character who sort of questioned this. So I think we have the right to question that. If it was never brought up in the movie, I guess it's kind of... We have the right know, to question that. But I also think that if you do that, then you also lose a bit of the philosophical conundrums because the entire idea is that well no actually you don't actually because yeah it'd be fine it'd be fine both ways well no because mm. then you'd lose the philosophical conundrum of how can you know that you're not in the matrix and if there's signs then you could know but the whole idea is that you couldn't know okay anyway that was a quite a intro <laughs> yeah that's fine i mean talking a little bit you know how are you guys doing how how are you guys doing how are you liking it so far i mean you know we've been I think talking it's going pretty the good. entire time um yeah yeah just you know there's always that email ask at the matrix yeah, yeah. minute.one and we're, we're gonna have out. guests once um we get into the real world and then that's when we're gonna try to get as many people as we can to discuss about this that's not just us three yeah exactly yeah that's kind of i mean plan. if you want us just three you know a little private we can do a little little extra episode for you guys just send us a message a little personality what, what, what extra episode you know just just three of us just just talking oh just talking real, real close to the mic like <laughs> real close just like mic. a special bonus episode you know some bonus. podcasts do bonus episodes yeah i know yeah i was hoping we would do that for animatrix and matrix reloaded and Revolution. what if we what if we throw those like smack dab in the middle somewhere of the if you show? want I was, like a review I was of the expecting that for the end, but... Yeah. yeah. But think about it. If the people want it at the end, okay. you know. If the people uh, want it. If the people speak, we listen. We listen, and we will answer. So tell minute, us what Minute 23 has to offer. Yeah. Okay. 23. A lucky number. On the phone, Morpheus asks if they should meet. Neo says he does indeed want to meet Morpheus and waits in the middle of the rainy night under the bridge. He's taken in by Trinity and two others in an old car. Switch points a gun at him from the front of the car and threatens him to take off his shirt for their protection. Neo is offered to leave. Switch says, our way or the highway? And thus ends Minute 23. Let us pray. So, um, yeah, that was um, Minute 23. What do you guys, oh, how can we start this? Well, I just wanted to say that uh, Morpheus, he's on the phone and he asks... He's on the um, move. No, yeah, do you still want to meet? And that's the first thing that we get in this minute. And Neo goes, yes. Then meet I think the Adam is... Street Bridge. Do you want me to talk about the Adam Street Bridge? Because I have the Adam Street Bridge yes. right here. Well, Tim was going to say well, something. Well, I just want to say, yeah, I just wanted to say, I think, Jacob, I don't know if you know, but I think that was the uh, call to action. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the sixth call to literal action? call the action from Morpheus. <laughs> no, this, this is the second true call to action. Remember, the first real call to action was at the office. Yeah. Well, then it the smash cuts to the Adam Street Bridge in the film. It's actually filmed in Campbell Street and Elizabeth Street in Chinatown in Sydney. And also, we have some pictures that I'll upload uh, while this episode goes on on our Facebook, and hopefully, they'll be transferred to Twitter as well. Um, it's uh, some photos that a uh, Flickr user called Jeremy Keith took, and he went around Sydney and took a bunch of pictures where The Matrix was filmed and put some comparison shots, which is pretty interesting, so that's great. Um, but Adam Street Bridge is one of the big bridges in downtown Chicago. It's also one of the bridges uh, in Gotham City that they pull up to blockade the Narrows in Batman Begins. Wow. If you remember oh. um, the one scene where the commissioner was is like, what backup, or whatever he said, and then Batman just goes... <laughs> With this, like he jumps over the bridge, and that's Vaguely. the Adam Street Bridge. We always 
kind of took photos of the Adam Street Bridge when we were there in Chicago. And then when I found it, I was like, look, Adam Street Bridge. I remember that. Um, yeah, Jacob, we get to see it a lot. So, But of course, the real Adam Street Bridge looks nothing like the one in the Matrix film. Because if uh, you were going to meet under the Adam Street Bridge, you'd be underwater. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying now. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's an actual water bridge. I remember now. Because I was confused. Because I was thinking, I don't remember Adam's ever being in a bridge like the one bridge. in the film. But you're just saying the name is the same. Yes, the name is the same, gotcha. and they use a lot of the. Well, yeah, there's a lot of Chicago, Chicago street names or hometown location names in the movie. Adams yeah. Bridge, wait, Chicago, right? And it's a wonderful yeah. silhouette shot of Neo just standing there in the rain. You know, his um, his figure, his outline is there in the. So we start with the phone the call, and now with the. Bridge, oh wait, the right? Adams Bridge, the one that folds, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one from Midtown Madness. I love that place. <laughs> that's right. Really? Midtown we Madness, also did Chicago. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yes. So we have a short film. In our Matrix movie. Yeah, we have a short uh, bunch of uh, TV shows. I'm just hinting. I'm not going to harp on about this for a long time. But back in okay. 2001 and 2002, we we have this uh, fake company, or not anymore. Uh, it's called PD Works, and it was my movie production company back in the day. And we made a bunch of little movies, little TV shows, commercials, all under that banner. And when it came time to 2001, and we watched The Matrix and were really influenced by it, we actually um, uh, made our own offshoot. But it wasn't about the matrix but it heavily was uh ripped off of the matrix yeah, ripped off. Um, pretty good. yeah. it later on we yeah. went ahead and made actual matrix, <laughs> matrix spin-offs <laughs> uh but in this case uh we made little short uh, uh it's a tv series called uh false wipe and um i don't know where this name came Me from either but uh but it's one of the greatest names but i just thought it sounded cool false wipe and um, it kind of does sound like you're not wiping your your bum very well yeah, while you're in the yeah. toilet. That, but otherwise, uh, in two thousand Parks and Recreation, yeah, <laughs> in keep two wiping and wiping still poop, <laughs> still poop. That still is poop. exactly it. But it was a false wipe, so there's nothing. We you come out of the bathroom, false wipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we filmed different episodes where uh, the whole show, the narrative takes place where a uh, good guy uh, played by me um, and his uh, partners go and try to stop a bad guy called Megabyte. I think that's his name. No, unknown. 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 <laughs> unknown. You were the, the good guy? Yeah, I was the I good guy. I thought it was the I, around. I, no. Had no, yeah. I had no name, so I'm called No Name, allegedly. Oh, God. And um, the bad guy played by Jake was called Unknown, and he was looking for the lost discs, and the whole point is uh, chasing each other around different virtual worlds and no one knows what the real world is, but it's all in different computer simulations and we get to do cool stunts just like in the matrix, but we never explained the, the, the plot really. No, I'm, I'm learning about the plot right uh-huh. now. So in this particular episode in February, 2002, Tim, uh, we were visiting his place, his parents' place back then. Uh, I was 13, Tim was 13. You were four years younger than that. Yeah, and, uh, we tonight. made our That's special right. false wipe episode i think it was four or something like that and um <laughs> we used um the midtown madness game that tim had installed on his dad's computer yes. and we used that for all the car exteriors and it had yeah, the chicago, chicago chicago the athletic city of chicago well no we thought it was ingenious because we filmed tim uh in the driver's seat of car yes in the night. Yeah. In the night, night, so you couldn't see the background. You could just see the steering wheel in his face and him moving it around. Yep. And then we just, you know, just so phenomenally cut to yeah. super realistic Midtown Madness 2001 graphics. We thought it was so realistic. Oh, yes, of the car, to be honest, which was also a green car, driving yeah. through the city at different angles and the camera spinning around. I, th- 
think it turned out pretty well. I think the only problem with it is, is most of our editing, the problem is it just goes on for too long. You know what I mean? It's like we have to reuse every single footage we recorded. Yeah, and that was a problem. It keeps dragging on. I think if it was the first couple of seconds, yeah. it, it, would, it would be pretty and good. And the, we, we, yeah, the method we shot was run and gun. So we just went, okay, go. Okay, action. Okay, cut. Good, we got it. Let's keep going. You know, and then we just did it like that. And that's basically... One take was it. <laughs> and that's it. That's why we reminded ourselves of the Adam Street Bridge and how we actually did that on Midtown Madness and performed this virtual stunt where the uh, car just t- jumped over the bridge as the bridge was uh, folding up. Yes. There we go. And that is the story of the Adams Bridge. So what we're saying is that our movie is more accurate than the actual Matrix <laughs> Well, we never mentioned that it was the Adam Street Bridge, so I'm afraid we weren't very The true accurate. fans will find out. The true fans <laughs> <laughs> find out. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to it. So this wonderful silhouette is going on. Neo's just waiting, and the car comes in, and uh, the rain over well, the bridge, you can tell that it's l- kind of artificial. Let's just take a moment to... <laughs> it's quite fake, because it's falling, like... Um, oh, yeah, straight down. Like it yeah, it's, it's it. coagulating on the edges of the bridge, and, you know, real rain, obviously. No, before we get that. to that, let's just take a moment to notice something I've noticed forever, was that Neo gets into the car, the door isn't yet closed, and they just drive off immediately, and Neo is forced to close the door mid-going under the edge of the bridge, meaning that the water will get into the car when he closes That's it. That's right. And I mean, I just thought that was inconsiderate of them. They could have waited a little bit for Neo to close I, the door and then drive off. Right. It's funny that there's a certain kind of people, and I think there's more in our generation. I don't know what's it uh, like tied to, but these kind of things that bother you, like, you know, in movies where, okay, this is a very dramatic um, uh, example and it is part of the movie, but you know when... When uh, John McClane forgets his shoes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that like, oh no, your shoes. Like it, it, you have smaller parts in movies like where they forget their food. Like they get, you know, they, they buy a drink and some food and then somebody starts chasing them and leave the food. And you're like, no, no. my favorite is also <laughs> taking like one bite. So this is your, yes. this is your kind of no yes. leave the food yes. moment. Or it's any kind of, yeah, it's just like that. No, 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 don't, don't, yeah. don't. Because like, remember now you can delete this if, uh, if this is too personal, but I remember I asked you guys why you guys never wear like slippers or or flip flops outside, and you guys, <laughs> in case there's a catastrophe, you have to run and slippers will just slow down. <laughs> I think I said that. <laughs> I don't remember this. At oh, all. you said that. Okay. Yeah, I think my, oh, my, my but it's my thinking, but it's that sort of like uh, no no my thi- bust, bust. my thinking was like I'll be agile and swift, you know, like all, all <laughs> okay, the time, okay, like okay. just constantly. That's funny. But I get that. It's like, like, like uh, no, everything must be perfect. Yeah, yeah that so, was, I have to say that was a kid thing. So yeah. as Neo sees the car come in, he looks at it. Trinity opens it up. Familiar face. Thank goodness. You know, it's someone, it's not creepy. It's not too mysterious, but mm-hmm. it is Trinity. And <laughs> it's not just some strange. Yeah, like if Neo. it was Apoc, it would be a little bit more weird. Neo would go, <gasps> um, but yeah, like how would you feel getting into this car? You know what I mean? Uh, I would think, you be scared going in with of course, these guys? Of course, I'd be scared. But I think that the difference would be that if I was uh, in Neo's mindset, as soon as I'd said yes to Morpheus on the phone, I think I would have already been in that zone of, okay, I'm just going to go through with this. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while of finding out about Morpheus and stuff like and, this. And, and he so, helped him when they were Yeah, he and so I think I would, I would be scared, but at the same time, I would just go, okay, I'm going for this. The because there's no down. point to do anything else. What is he going to do? Go back? Stupid. Right. Go back to and your let's room. Not, let's not 
forget that, you know, Neo has been hanging out with Choi and his friends. So, you know, leather wearing cool guys <laughs> pretty normal. in the middle a, of the night is not something new to him, you know? <laughs> that's He's right. used to this kind of stuff. And she opens up the car. Now, it's funny how the car has a reverse sort of opening doors. Yes, it does. And that's I can tell cool. you a little bit about the car. No, Philip, that was my next trivia. Oh, was it? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, your trivia is lost. Go Get that speak. Last. Well, like it's a 1965 Lincoln yes, Continental. That's correct. Um, it was one of the most expensive American cars back in the 60s. That's correct. And it was worth about six to seven grand. Oh, I have, do you have the conversion for? I have the conversion. Wow. So it's like fifty-three-ish thousand bucks. Yeah, around fifty thousand bucks. Mm. Okay. That's, But that's, listen, yeah, you don't have the okay. comparison, do you? Of, of what? The comparison is it was around $50,000 new in today's dollars, but during the same time, a 1965 Ford Mustang was worth around $20,000. Ah, oh, So, Ford okay. Mustang classic car, only $20,000. Look this at that. Lincoln, Finally, I don't have to yeah, see this. Yeah, but a luxury car. Grand. Crazy. Huh? It probably had like a cigarette holder oh, and, yeah. and a wine sure holder deluxe. and all this. And it had the reverse deluxe. opening doors. Mm-hmm. So, it was sort of yeah. like a, um, what do you call those doors? I didn't look that up. I wouldn't know. I don't know if they have a name. Uh, but I don't the, know much about cars. So this is, this is the biggest, you know, like explanation of a car that I've ever talked about. Um, the other thing is that it's wonderful <laughs> because it matches that 50s and 60s old and busted aesthetic that The Matrix seems to keep having yes. in this film, which is another kind of maybe overlooked thing in the film. What do you think about that? The vibe of that sort of... I think that The phones plus the oh, cars good point, good and point. the... And the chairs. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think... It's that classic film noir. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's, that's, that's it. The film to. noir. Because it's, it. it's not super um, noticeable unless you're really paying attention, but I think it gives it that slick, otherworldly vibe. Indeed. And yeah, yeah, very much so. It's very but it makes you from... wonder, like, if you're going to put logic into it. Why? I mean, the logic is it looks cool from the movie-making perspective. But, okay, so they can spawn anything they want into this world. Why would they choose this car? Is it inconspicuous? I would say inconspicuous. Oh, Whoever spawning is like loves it. He's like, yes, my favorite. That was yes. my thing. Yes, Apoc. Apoc's driving it. Apoc. Apoc's a dr- car guy, and he never could afford this while he was in the Matrix. <laughs> so he just spawns all these cars. Like, and my like, my thinking is, and he's like, Apoc, not again. Can we just get a nice new car <laughs> with some AC and you know some comfortable wheels? Oh man, look at this car. My this thinking baby. was always this. Look at right? the doors. They go like this. <laughs> uh, you know how artistic people you know in real life tend to have very good aesthetic choices? Oh yeah. From fashion to how they set up maybe their room or sort of like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, like they in general, style, they, yeah. they know what, what looks good and they know what they like. That's kind of what I always pictured the people on the Nebuchadnezzar, at least some of them, they sort of know what's cool and what's like different. <laughs> And so that's why they picked this vibe is because they, they know that they have to do important things in the Matrix. But while they're going to do that, they're going to do that in a very cool, artistic fashion. Oh, okay. I like fashion. it. I like it. I like it. And but, so they're not going to be just like utilitarian thing? and boring. They're going to yeah. be cool. I mean, I totally, I totally get it if it's a Nebuchadnezzar crew. But, and I don't want to put this in, but sure, let's talk about the sequels. In the sequels, you get more of these gangs, these Matrix running gangs. Yeah, the crew hack into the Matrix. And they all kind of... Have the same vibe, oh, so they man. hand out pamphlets. Forgot <laughs> about that. This is cool. This is not cool. Well, Leather here's the thing, glasses. right? I, this is my this <laughs> is my classic. This is the way I view movies. Is that you can watch The Matrix as a standalone film, meaning the second and third don't exist, or you can look at it as three films. Yeah. 
And if we're talking about just looking at the Matrix as one movie, then only the Nebuchadnezzar crew has this cool style. Yeah, okay. And that's what I would say. Cool. Um, like, because look at Morpheus's style; it's pretty much it. So, and he chooses chooses these chairs. He always so we could think maybe more. That's Morpheus's style, and he kind of could be, could be as the guide the and leader. the you know the leader. He kind of puts this as an example. <laughs> maybe he's the one handing his... out the memos. Yeah, everyone, yeah, put up. <laughs> or he just picks people who have that kind of. Mm. Oh, I like yeah. your style, oh, blue pill or red yeah. pill. Look, he, Neo had an old phone in his thing. <laughs> <laughs> That was a sign. He's the one. <laughs> so anyway, um, as they traverse into this car and they're driving, just for a, a minute later, Switch just appears out of nowhere, points a gun at his face. Yeah, let's talk about that. And there she is. And um, the water phone just goes... Well, and, he's like, and Neo says, what? He's like, what's this all about? And she goes, it's for our protection. And he was like, against two. From you. So, from you. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. So Tim, I mean, there's a simple, tell me, yeah, why I've it's, always wondered why why this happened. It's a simple explanation. Uh, later on in the movies, um, Morpheus does a little test for uh, Neo. There's a little program, a little test it's called the uh, the one with the red woman, mm-hmm. and he explains this, and he says a specific sentence that anyone who isn't unplugged is potentially an agent. So basically, he's <gasps> not plugged yet. So anytime. He can turn into Agent Smith oh, or any man. of the other agents and just knock their ass off. That's why they're really, really scared. I mean, oh, she has man. the gun pointing at his head, but she's still freaked out like crazy. Wow, I never knew this. Wonderful. Did you know this? I did my research. Oh, well, <laughs> how long have you known this, Tim? I don't know. It's just always seemed like after you've seen that scene. Wow, like, no, you know, I never like even that's, thought that's... of that. Because I was thinking stupidly. I was thinking Morpheus is talking metaphorically. I was thinking saying like if you're not one of us, you're one of them, meaning that's, that you are not freed and enlightened. No. Yeah, that's right. That's like the that's like the whole ending is just that, oh, you know. Man. But yeah. But yeah, like it has a double meaning to it, like a double purpose. Yes. The first purpose is that it's weird and creepy when you're watching it, you have no idea what's going on. It adds tension. Can you trust these people still? It's mysterious. But also when you watch it again, you're like, oh yeah, agents, yeah, right? Wow, They're afraid man. of the agents. Now let's just talk about Switch really quickly. Okay. Don't worry. I'm not gonna rein in on like giving a whole biography, but this this individual Tell us every single movie she's been in. No, 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 it's fine. Listed it's chronologically. But I just wanted to say that um She's a uh, Australian actress, Belinda McClory, and she's also a writer. And she oh, wrote a cool. movie called X: Night of Vengeance, and also Sounds did television delicious. shows and shorts. Matrix was her first movie. No way! Like her first uh, appearance as a character in a as feature actor? film as wow. an actor. Yeah, I like her hair. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and she does a pretty good Australian. Uh, <laughs> she does a pretty good American accent. Southern accent, not too bad. Ah, it says sun. Yeah, not Lilius. Old Southern twang. We don't get to see Apoc, so you know he's not we'll here see him yet. later. Um, so Switch calls him, uh, Copper Top. Listen up, Copper that Top. That was, yeah, that's interesting. What is that? Do you think that that is, here's my question. You don't know? Okay, tell us. I have no idea. I never even noticed. You'd Duracell that. batteries are well, yeah, Copper Top. that's tops. what I'm going to say. Oh. Is that, refer- oh. is that reference to Morpheus later when yes, he says yes. turning a human being into this and point, holds yep. up a Duracell? Yep. That is pretty funny. I did not know that. Copper Top. We all learned a thing today. We did. We all learned something. <laughs> well, Phil didn't learn anything. No, Phil knows everything. <laughs> Phil knows everything. <laughs> Phil knows everything. He can't learn. I'm the dungeon master. Um, His brain is somewhere okay, else. Phil, did you, can then, you tell us what gun she has? Uh, did you research isn't that? Isn't it Desert Eagle? Isn't no, it? it's not a Desert Eagle. No, I don't know. I don't know either. Is this your theory for the next episode? I should have researched that one. 
But we do have a lot of fun stuff to talk about for uh, the script, the early 1996 script. No, 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 it's now. We can do it now. Oh, okay, let's do it. But before that, I just wanted to say, she said, we don't have time for 20 questions. Uh, Right now, it's just, you know, one choice our way or the highway. Well, 20 questions is, of course, a reference to the game. I didn't know this. And one thing I didn't know... And I just did have to do my research and find out. What well, is let me tell you questions? something. Do you know 20 Questions is the classic game I think used to be on paper, but then they made it into an electronic device you could purchase a little toy. Uh-huh. 20 yeah, questions. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought 20 yeah. Questions was originally an electronic toy, but I don't no. think so. I think it was an old It was an old game paper. show. It's from the 1940s. Oh, game show. Yeah. It was a game show. 20 Questions spoken parlor game which encourages deductive reasoning created originally in the United States and was played widely in the 19th century. So it's a parlor game. Yeah. Oh. And then it became a show a in the 1940s throughout the 90s. Uh, to to yeah. the 90s. Um, and if you remember... How does this play? I have to check this. But if you remember uh, 101 Dalmatians. Yes. I'm sorry. So, like there's this criminal in mm-hmm. the, on the TV show that um, the bad guys are watching. And uh, it's 20 questions. It's really? a parody of 20 so questions. So the game is basically you think of something and then the person asks you a series of questions like, does it walk? Oh. And you go, no. Okay. Is it an animal? Yes. Yeah. And you do that. And I think typically 20 questions is the goal. By then you should have already. You should you should have an answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. And uh, that's pretty much what happens in the minute, I think. She's like, our way or the highway. And then Neo's just like, <laughs> he doesn't say anything here. Pretty pretty creepy stuff, what's going on here, you know? Like, what will happen yeah. next? And it's about but to get even creepier. if you want to go back in time to 1996 to and listen to time. this wonderful draft uh, of the scene that happens in uh, the 1996 Matrix, we'll, there's some new characters in there. Mm. Some characters that never oh, it's, appear. It's, it's, it's a van again. now. And, uh, More characters in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery van. So I, I will I will read this for you and you can you can uh, laugh. laugh along. Okay. So Morpheus is on the phone. They got to you first, but they've underestimated how important you are. If they knew what I know, you'd probably be dead. You know that one, right? Neo feels sick. And this is what he says. He says, I don't know what you are thinking right now, but I want you to understand that I will not give up on you until you give up on me. Okay. <laughs> Neo's Dedicated. throat cracks, dry as the Sahara. <laughs> Morpheus says do you still want to meet and Neo goes dot 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 yes then take the Howard line south <sighs> click he closes his eyes unsure of what he has done exterior L train the L train returns oh he's on the train uh huh and L train rages oh. against its metal rails interior L train it is 3am and the train carries the usual urban night crawlers Neo sits alone, eyes shifting, <laughs> watching everything nervously. There is a metal bang, and train clatter fills the car as the door is opened. Neo turns and sees a large man enter. He's wearing sunglasses and a black leather jacket. Oh, no. His name is nice. Apoc. Oh, Apoc. And he walks straight to Neo. Apoc, come with me. Neo stands just as the door at the opposite end opens, and two police officers rush in, drawing their guns. Apoc grabs Neo, muscling him to the nearest exit. There is no upcoming station. Apoc yanks the emergency brake, and the train buckles against its own speed. The cops are thrown back. Neo slams against the metal rail. The doors open onto nothing, and just when Neo regains his balance, Apoc shoves him backwards. Bum, bum, bum. He flies out of the train. Ah! 
arms wind-drilling, wind-drilling, as he he falls from the raised tracks, hurtling towards a busy street when, out of nowhere, a truck races under him and he crashes into a large dumpster filled with empty boxes. Wow. Interior truck bed. Classic. Still shaking his head, (sighs) Neo realizes he's not alone. A man named boxes. A man named Cabby is aiming a big gun at him. Trinity is next to him, talking into a cellular phone. Trinity's on the phone. Mm-hmm. We got him. Call the chop shop. Chop shop. <laughs> she hangs up. <laughs> Listen to me, Neo. You have to trust us. She tears off a long strip of black duct tape and reaches for his face. <laughs> what are you doing? This has to be done, Neo, for your protection and ours. And she seals his eyes shut with the tape. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Trinity says... Imagine his eyebrows when she takes that off. <laughs> you can't understand right now, but if you're not one of us, you're one of them. Oh. Exterior, Lower Wacker. That's another uh, street in Chicago. Um, a featureless black van glides up to the staircase that curls down from the city surface. Trinity guides the blind Neo down the steps. <laughs> the back of Are the van... Where, where, what is this going? Is this like past what we watched? Yeah, but this is all like, this is deleted stuff. So, I mean, we can stop and we can do it next time. <laughs> okay, why not? Wow. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Let's, let's the save next time. Cliffhanger. Dun, dun, We'll dun. return with 1996 Matrix. Hey, what was the name of the other person? Clipper? Cabby. What was it? Cabby. Cabby. Wow. So much better <laughs> in the movie than this. What is this? But yeah, Madness. so yeah, this is, this is, this has an action scene in it though. Well, I'm noticing that this old script had a lot more action. A lot more trains. A lot more trains and boxes. But who knows? Maybe it's better turned out this way. More I think it is. It's streamlined. I think everything that is deleted is usually something that took a long time to make its point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, if you had an extended version, I guess that would be fun, but it wouldn't really add to anything. Yeah, I think it yeah. wouldn't add. Yeah. I think more cops and everything just, like... Making it more and plus, I think that if you really kind of makes you lose the importance of what's going on. The way I think about it is that you know watching it for the first time would be really exhilarating. Maybe this more action version, but I think maybe rewatching would maybe get tiresome. Mm -hmm. The cops at the beginning and the cops again. Yeah, the cops more action. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then we get this classic shot of the bridge and the water. We wouldn't get that. We would get boxes (laughs) falls down into a truck full of boxes. (gasps) Just a nod to stunt. Anything else for this minute? I think we pretty much got everything. I think that's everything. about it. All right. No, well. I, th- I think we've gone. We hope to join you next time. Beyond. Or we Five. hope you join us next time. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> to the Matrix yeah. Minute. You can ask your questions at ask at, at the matrix, matrix Minute dot one. Oh, that one. I keep forgetting. Don't confuse the dot listeners. One. Dot we one. We don't do cut com. Matrix you can also find us at Facebook at the Matrix Minute and Twitter. Twitter. At the Matrix Minute. Twitter. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. <gasps> and our personal Twitter is Tarakovsky. Okay, good enough. Enough, enough. Next. Oh.